Welcome to another episode of Vacation Rental Insiders Podcast. It's time to learn from Ryan and Lucas how to become a short-term rental property host and start a successful vacation rental business. Get ready to learn and be the best host you can be. And now your hosts, Ryan and Lucas. Welcome back to another episode of Vacation Rental Insiders. I'm Ryan. And I'm Lucas. And uh, today we are going to jump right in and talk about a very important subject matter. As the title of this episode suggests, this is a cautionary tale. Um, As such, what we're doing today is we're going to take a story that has been given to us and shared with us directly from a listener. Um, We'll just call her Lauren because, well, that's her name. (laughs) She didn't ask to be disguised or anything. But listen, Lauren is so... um, so what do you want to call it lucas she was so burned by this experience that's that's the right words um that she wanted everybody in our listening audience um like her to know how serious uh some of these situations you can get yourself into are as it relates to licensing and permits for your short-term rental in the county the city or the state you're in now, have we talked about this before? Um, Lucas would be better at telling you exactly which episode. I'm sure he's got the directory somewhere, um, you know, as a production, as producer. Yeah. So that's... We, we've <laughs> talked, we've, we've not talked about Lauren's particular issue, but we've not definitely talked too. about, yeah, we've definitely covered, make sure you check with your county and state laws right. on, on short-term rental. But this is going to be a, you know, we've had that conversation about the North Carolina man who didn't give, uh, yep. a hoot and uh, racked up a million dollars in fines but this is this is going to be a cautionary tale of um of, of, well, of what, this has more to do with bureaucracy and overlapping um applications with approval and that's where this got really hairy for our friend lauren and uh lauren first off if you're listening thanks for the story thanks for the share um there might be a reason in the future to go ahead and have you come on the show and share it directly um but what we wanted to do is we wanted to get this one out and in the uh, in the can here so we can publish it for the listeners because this is this is relevant to folks immediately. Uh, actually, I feel kind of late on getting this out. We had this story hit our inboxes about thirty days ago, and we're just now getting to it. So I apologize for the delay there on that, listeners. You need this is information we think you need to know. So we're sharing it. We're giving it a whole episode. The long and short of it, I'll encapsulate it here give you a summary, and then uh, Lucas and I will delve into some more details as they're relevant as we go. Uh, Lauren uh, purchased a property in Palm Springs, California, with the intention of making it into a short-term rental. She went about the process of furnishing it, getting it ready to go, and got to the point of, quote-unquote, launch, right? And in the meantime, she had gone to uh, the city council uh, for a permit, and I'm sure they refer to it as something like a planning commission like they do here in my home state, and they're asking for a permit to go ahead and operate this uh, rental, the short-term rental, this this Airbnb VRBO property. Um, what Lauren did is she was told by the, the folks down there at the office that there would be a delay in, in the response. They would get to it. They would get to her application. They would grant it for her at some point in the near future. So Lauren, being um, a smart business person, I, I don't fault her for what she did next. And this is the part that we have to make sure that you all understand. She went ahead and created her airbnb listing um which is smart to do she's got her photos lined up places ready to go as it is so that all gets done 
And so not having her permit in hand, she went ahead and blocked off uh, an ample number of days leading up to when she predicted she might have her permit. And that was, uh, Lucas, do you know the, the, how far out? I'm, I'm not certain she said it in her communication with me. Did, did she with you? No, she didn't, but she said that she, they had had a, a preset date for when this permit would be accepted. And so she and had that was started info taking, she got from the city. Correct. And she had started mm-hmm. making bookings. She had several future bookings for post that date. Yep. Okay. Um, so that's, that's right. So she had a date in mind. So she put that all the way out past that. And, uh, you know, thinking everything is hunky dory, no worries. I'm within the date. I'm past the date. I'm getting bookings so that by the time my permit is in hand, I'm in business. I'm moving forward. The ridiculous thing that happened to her, and I take her side 100% on this, and I hope, I really hope and pray that when she gets through this, it it comes out uh, on her end. The city went through and did an audit of listings in their jurisdiction and they found her listing with the dates blocked off for the near term and future bookings available she was contacted and she was informed that she would now have a fine of five five thousand dollars for listing without a permit and they were going to deny her application and ban her from ever having a short-term rental permit again in the future, ever. That was their response to her being forward-thinking, responsible, and scheduling for future time. This this is so ridiculous. Now, what we're not going to do is we're not going to get into the political side of this stuff because um, that's just not it's not what we do here. We don't talk politics. Um, we told you it's Palm Springs, California. Believe it at that. <laughs> Okay. Uh, in the meantime, for me, this rubs me the wrong way in so many ways. First off, like anti-capitalism, this kind of city council overreach it was experienced here in my home city of Minneapolis, um, not in the burbs per se, but in the city of Minneapolis, they, they came at short-term rentals the same way, telling people that owned multiple rentals, they were only allowed to have one short-term rental permit. And the permit for the one was going to be a bunch of hoops to jump through. Same thing, running the, you know, running an audit on the addresses in their jurisdiction and, and citing people and the whole thing. And a bunch of my owners that I worked with um, just decided it was a good time to sell because the real estate market was pretty hot as well. Um, they're running people out of town. They don't want this stuff there. And that's how they're going to do it. Unfortunately, Lauren has been a victim here of overreach, in my opinion, uh, Lucas, jump in. What other details do you have in your correspondence with Laura, uh, Lauren about this that's relevant? Yeah, she said that the application process for that permit was incredibly lengthy um, and that they're limiting now STR permits by percentage in the neighborhood. So mm-hmm. uh, super low percentages, obviously, probably same up there in Minneapolis, limited down to one. Um, and from one side, you understand that they're you know, taking away, they don't want to lose a bunch of long-term housing. Uh, right. But and the same side of that, they're protecting the tenants and almost leaving landlords with, with almost no rights. So there's, there's an obvious reason why landlords would want to go into short-term rentals and not deal with bad, bad long-term tenants. Right. Um, and we, we've been down that road before explaining why as a property owner, you would prefer STR over LTR. 
And yeah. that, that's why a lot of owners and investors switched over to the STR model was to avoid the more or less crap that comes with long-term renters who, uh, as we've talked about many times, my little phrase, they like to grow roots. Next thing you know, they're embedded in your house, can't get them out, and they've wrecked the place, you know? Yeah. Um, and here they are, the 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 cities and city councils and so forth saying, well, no, that's that's not your choice to not be in that business. We're going to tell you what business to be and in. And she said, she said that um, she waited 90 days uh, to, to take any bookings. Um, so mm -hmm. she was told that the permit process normally takes 60, but right now it's taking 90. So she had put, um, she had blocked her calendar for, for 90 days going out and started taking booking 90 days out, um, you know, expecting to have her permit in hand within those 90 right. days. Uh, she worked with Airbnb to cancel all seven bookings. Um, but at the end of the day, you know, that was, that was back in January, um, and she said that, uh, you know, Airbnb lets you list it. So, I mean, this is a thing for, for Airbnb, you know, if, if Airbnb is going to add these features for the STR permit number that you have mm -hmm. to complete, then you shouldn't yeah. be allowed to click live in that County right. like that. If Airbnb knows that, um, yep. if you need, <clears throat> so, I mean, I think Airbnb should work on that. I don't necessarily think it's their fault, but they should definitely not let you go live. If you that particular County, which they would know that. Um, right. Well, here's the thing. Here's what's interesting about that point you're making. It's a, it's a minor thing we're talking about, but it's actually kind of major. Airbnb has the technology to know uh, by you putting in the location of the home that you're renting, that you're in a jurisdiction that requires a permit. They correct. know that. So immediately their software is putting you through a filter and saying, oh, oh, hold on, you need a permit number. This is where you insert it. And I have been in that that interface multiple times and i was able on the listings that uh abided by the um not applicable group i'll, I'll explain that in a moment i was able to click a button that says oh i no permit required for me and move on okay and then there's a little notification on the screen that just kind of reads listen you're clicking uh that doesn't apply to me this is just the messaging this is not the exact words and the gist of it is make sure if you do need one that that you get one otherwise uh congrats you're live you know <laughs> and it's like yeah oh okay and it was she, that easy to circumnavigate that all right <laughs> she straight up says that you can't get paid until you have the number in there and it's like if you if there's a button that says hey i don't need this continue on that's cool awesome but you know if you if you do need one or if you are um a property that's requiring one and maybe she clicked a, a button like that and continued on i'm not sure yeah. but if if you need an STR permit number, uh, Airbnb should be doing its best to create the technology where it doesn't allow people to continue on um, uh, when that is. But uh, she did message me at the end of January. She was supposed to have a basically a hearing that uh, appealed this. She had a $5,000 fine as well as a permanent mm -hmm. ban to ever rent again in Palm mm -hmm. Springs. She'd never even taken a dollar. She'd never taken an actual tenant. She canceled all seven Airbnb bookings that were in the future. And now Palm Springs is coming after her for $5,000 and a permanent ban on ever having a short-term rental permit uh, in that city. And she, she, she got her presentation all together. Um, she said it was a mistake that she didn't know she couldn't list it and not take, you know, she, th she thought she could list it and, um, and take bookings prior to getting the permit, you know, out. Um, 
you know, out into the future. So, you know, hoping right. to have a permit right. in hand. Um, so the summary it, for our listeners is, is guys, if you're going to uh, abide by the rules of your city or county and you're going to apply for a permit, what we're trying to tell you is hold your horses when it comes to making that listing and don't even make it live at all till that permit is in hand because these counties and cities that that want you to have a permit and want to overregulate everything um they're looking for you and they are looking for an excuse to shut you down and make it illegal for you to operate if 100 percent 100 don't give them a reason don't give them a reason just back away wait for the permit then put the permit number in on the airbnb and 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 VRBO listing and make it public with all that bureaucratic uh, stuff <laughs> added to it. And then well, let me, let me go. add to that. So mm-hmm. Lauren lost this hearing, obviously she had to pay a $5,000 fine and was permanently mm-hmm. ineligible to ever rent a short-term rental in Palm Springs, even though they had never hosted anyone. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's the end of that story per se. Um, that's a super unfortunate outcome. Uh, for Lauren, and it's a cautionary tale to everyone who yeah. is getting into short-term rentals, who has a short-term rental. But something that I would personally do myself is if I came across the Palm Springs, there is not a single chance on this earth that I would put a short-term rental where overregulation exists. Right, um, right. Because the likeliness of them shutting down the entire short-term rental industry in that city, it exists, mm-hmm. and you're banking your investment dollars on that not happening, which is um, unfortunately a very naive thing to do, because you know they already dislike short-term rentals. So right, I'm not if, if you're getting the if you're getting the vibe that they're saying this is really going to be as difficult as possible for you, just go away, go somewhere else. There's always a boundary to another city nearby. There's always a boundary to another county nearby. Cross that boundary into a county or city that is friendlier, has less regulation, and is open for business. Okay. That's that's what I would do. I would steer clear. And that's what I have done. All of the rentals I had in in South Minneapolis, uptown Minneapolis, downtown Minneapolis, they're gone. They're gone. I advise my owners to go ahead and unload the property, get out of business there. We're in the burbs entirely now. My whole portfolio is in the burbs. I went through this changeover. Um, I know you haven't dealt with any of this because you're in a town that doesn't mind this because of what it, the nature of the business there. But for me... Uh, I went through a shift about two years ago and everything moved out of town into the burbs and it's fine. The money flow is still right. The profit margins are are actually a little better. We don't have to deal with a lot of the issues that inner cities, you know, stuff deals with. It's It's been actually, I hate to admit this, it's been great. <laughs> Getting out of a regulated, over-regulated city has been wonderful. I'm not, I'm not looking over my shoulder anymore. You know what I mean? It's oh, like yeah. I'm not I'm not scared that they're going to take my portfolio away from me. I'm not scared that they're going to find my owners, find me. Um I'm not scared of the neighbors getting uppity about it. You know what I mean? There's there's a gap between me and the next house. <laughs> so, it's it's been a lot better. So, you guys can take that as an added piece of advice. Um just avoid these cities and counties that that are sending out the message that they just don't like us. They don't like STRs. That's fine. There's always somewhere else to go. Okay. Absolutely. Um, you got anything else to add, buddy? Nope. That's it. All right. Sounds good. In the meantime, uh, like and subscribe as always, guys. We love it when you do that. 
Um, and uh, in the meantime, be the best host you can be. As always, go get that money. Go get that money. Thanks for listening to the Vacation Rental Insiders podcast. Please remember to rate us so other smart people just like you can find us. And hit that subscribe button so you never miss an episode. Until next time, be the best host you can be.